welcome back constantly varied episode 30 and today i'm here with james and jillian and we're gonna get into very interesting topics today i'm actually looking forward to this one we're gonna look at our usual training programming we're also gonna tackle the whole area of friendship and making friends um before we get into it though please follow us on spotify if you nailed it already thanks james james morning how's it going yeah i'm great today i had so much fun coaching this morning it's we're recording this on wednesday and we were doing the sprints and i was just like taken back to my snc days i said oh this is i fucking love this yeah we just lifted heavy and ran really fast every day i'd be so happy yeah no more cardio (laughs) good job i don't run the gym isn't it Jillian, you're back after such a long absence. You're it's d- been a long time. Yes. So. And we're all sick of Elaine on the podcast, just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Elaine. Open warfare on Elaine, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yes, always. How's it going? Uh, very good. Yeah, very good. Had it. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit sick, but I'm doing my best. Uh, I'm not dying. I'm just a little bit sick and it's fine. Um, I was driving in this morning and... Things got a little bit trafficy on my way in, but right, this is, this is the spin. The, I could see the sunrise; it was amazing. Oh While wow! I was driving, it was lovely. Yeah, oh, so that's a, lovely a nice morning. That's a nice little twist. Yeah. yeah. Okay, daily. So let's do a, a check-in. I'm going to start with you, Gillian. Okay. Um, it's December. It There's is. the subconscious slowdown begins for everybody. How's that affecting you? How's your training going? I think I'm going to surprise you here. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to be surprised. It's going really well, like really well. Um, so I've had a busy few weeks. There was a week there where I only got game day week. I got one training session in. So game day was the second of December, right? But I remember the first of December, the day before, I was having uh, I was talking to someone that evening while I was having a fight with the floor cleaner, and I'd so that day was it was the day before game day. Pa was off on annual leave, so I was coaching all the classes in ACE and I had to get the gym ready for the next day. So it was just one of them like really long days that just had to be done. And I remember texting somebody and they were like, Jesus, I've never spoken to somebody as hard, like who works as hard as that. And then there was like a switch went off in my brain when I was like, fuck, like this is who you are. Like you're, you're the hardworking person. So I kind of made a decision then. I was like, I haven't brought that to my training in a long time. I've just been like, oh, I'm just going to move. I'm just going to do mm. this but i kind of flipped a little switch so when i feel myself pulling back i'm like no you're the hardest worker in the room and i'm like nice. trying to trying to follow that so then i did uh one of the big standout workouts was the wall ball one last week and the I 200 t- yeah the 200 wall balls and i did the rx plus because i was like the hardest worker in the room would pick the heavy wall ball and i didn't get finished i was like eight reps off but i was like if i did it with the six it would have been too easy and that's probably why I got sick afterwards because it was just <laughs> awful. <laughs> but it was it was kind of one of those workouts where I was like, okay, we're back. We're yeah. back. And you did well in your Paris match yesterday as well. Did yeah, I PB my Paris match yesterday as yeah, well. Amazing. What a time to be alive. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I, that makes me feel terrible. Anyway, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, also, I did a session where I practiced muscle ups last week and I'm going to do it again today. Just saying. Oh my God. Okay. That's a lot of energy this morning. Well, I was excited and going, my training's going really well as well, but I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> <laughs> Like you did the same weight as me on the wall balls. <laughs> That's nice. Probably snatched similar yesterday. That's now my train is actually going really well as well. Game day <coughs> was a really surprisingly good day for me because my training hadn't been 
not terrible but not great in the lead up to it i was just really inconsistent um each session was good but i counted from game day to game day i trained 22 times which is like not good <laughs> But since game day, it sparked a little bit of fire. I say, oh, if I come with intention and I can do that frequently, like good things are bound to happen. So since game day, I've had two pretty decent weeks of training. And snatches, I trained on a Tuesday. Oh my god! Was, I'm not training today though. So, <laughs> but I'll try to train Thursday, Friday as well, or certainly Friday and either Thursday or Saturday, depending. So it sounds like December is not coming into it for you. Yeah, the whole slump thing is like always the opposite for me because i know it's like a subconscious thing of everybody slows down so i don't yeah okay you, back to that you, kind of, you yeah, resist like, it no, a bit. no 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 that's not me yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah that's an inbuilt thing from years of watching it 100 percent. yeah 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 and my training's been going terrible but i got back to it yesterday i did i did two workouts yesterday yeah i seen you were training yesterday yeah i did two i i, I found like an hour and a half i said i'm gonna do a workout i did one and i said geez i'll do another one so I did another workout and very cool little session. Woke up today with the right amount of soreness, you know, like, yeah. What were the two workouts? Um, <clears throat> oh no, they were just, they were just off the top of my head. I did 16 rounds of two back squats, three parallel pushups, four Ooh. box jumps. Oh, nice. That was nice, 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 yeah. And then I did an EMOM for 12 minutes. It was two power cleans and then four pushups in the minute and then two power cleans. And for burpee over box the next minute. Oh, that sounds really nice as well. And I just went back and forth. Yeah, it was really nice. It was like, it got my heart rate up. It got the muscles working, but it didn't destroy me. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to today's class. So I'm going to try and fit it in somewhere. I don't know where yet, but that's gonna that's been the issue. But I, I kind of get the similar thing with, with December. Because everything slows down, as you know, it kind of frustrates me. Everyone's slowing <laughs> down in December. Um, we might have talked about this on the podcast last year as well <laughs> and last week maybe but uh the one thing it does give me it gives me actual time because there's not as much work to be done because people are not doing work <laughs> people, i no. beg to differ no. it's more people outside of here actually i'm trying to set up meetings calls i'm trying to do things with you know that just relies on collaboration or other people to do work and you just can't get them so there's a certain amount okay i'll accept that and now i I'm going to use the bit of time to actually get back to my training. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the month. And I think December for me, especially Christmas week, it's like there's nothing happening. I can go and get a, get a good run at it again. So hit the, hit January feeling good again. So um, happy day. So let's talk about the next seven days of programming. Have you got to work out your, just really looking yes. forward to it. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Sounds yes. like you're going first, yes. James. I'll go first on this one. Um, Today's actually a Whopper workout to coach. It's probably one of my favorite ones to coach and we've had some good workouts recently just with the the little sprints but friday um amazing grace elaine named it <laughs> it's 30 squat cleans for time at a heavy weight so recommended is 75 50 and rx plus is 90 65 60 60 65 <clears throat> 90 60 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those workouts where it's like we've worked so much on technique over the past three months and going heavy but it's been like one or two reps at a time and we did a couple of sessions where it was like do two pulls and then a power clean then a squat clean so it was like maximum four reps but actually putting the whole thing together going heavy and then say do 30 do it quick and keep your movement quality really high it's just one of those workouts where i'm like one i think people are going to surprise me 
with how good they can move, how heavy they can move, and how long they can do it for. But then also, I'm just really looking forward to doing it because minus, like I said earlier, if I could do the same type of training all the time, I would. It would be heavy, fast, short, every day, all the time. So this is my dream workout. Yeah, it looks like a fun one, doesn't it? Yeah, Do you want to realise with the name, and we've been t- we did a podcast on this. We're kind of forgetting it, the jerks all together in Grace. Yeah, it's it's just it's just the cleans. <laughs> fuck the fuck the jerks. <laughs> yeah. They're no good to anybody. Yeah, no, it looks like a fun one though, doesn't it? It's one of those guilty pleasure workouts. I actually full on forgot there was jerks in Grace. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, right, Deadly Jillian, what are you looking forward to? Um, so I am looking forward to Saturday's workout. Um, so it is 10 down to 1 of push press and they're moderate to heavy 60, yeah, they're heavy half. for a push press for yeah. sure yeah. Um, and then in between every single round you got 30 double unders so for me it's just purely selfish because I'm like those are two movements that I can do I can do them well and I can keep myself going for that and I just think it's a 12 minute cap I just think it's like nice and heavy like fitnessy just I'm just looking forward to it. I just looked at it and I was like, oh, that's deadly. Yeah, you have to chase it down, right? Yeah. yeah like the yeah. 12 minutes is not extra long or extra short. It's yeah. like that sweet spot of, I can't afford can't. to yeah. uh, just drift through this one. I've got to chase it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a good one. Uh, and I think it's going to get so shouldery. Like we I talked know. about it on the I podcast know. this week. The, the double unders combined with those push press. Um, convincing yourself to pick up the barbell is going to be a thing but if you're feeling strong on it it's one of those things where you can use the people around you because I think you're like I'm getting ahead of everybody mm-hmm. here and Just that might encourage you forward from the floor from the floor from I mean you surprised us with one of them last week or the week before it was from Iraq so now I, I just have to ask <clears> all the time yeah, so all the time, forever, you can assume it's from the floor until the very odd day where we designated from the rack. For sure. You know we didn't talk about yesterday how many push press it actually is. We talked about how it's 300 double unders, but still 55 push press. Yeah, and they're at a heavy weight. At a heavy weight. In my head, I was like 30. I don't know why. 30's there. I was like, that'll be tough, but very manageable. But it's actually going to get so difficult. Yeah, but those numbers getting smaller just yeah, keeps pulling you forward. It just pulls you in. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, deadly. So uh, my workout. Uh, I, I just can't look past today. I was really looking forward to doing it. Like you said, James, a sprint, they're, they're a new element. Um, it's not about covering the 15 meters as fast as we can, it's about getting off the line as fast as we can. And I've done a good bit of testing with this just to make sure that we're getting the right stimulus. And as you get deeper into it, you can just feel you have to find power in your legs somewhere. And it's a very intuitive way of building power in the legs because you can feel it draining out, like, like I can't find the same speed. And then you have to say, well, I have to. So it's a really internal thing. I think the challenges of the 50 reps on the wall balls and, and the row is really sweet as well. Like that's that right level of discomfort, but it's over soon. There is so many people who did one way more wall balls unbroken than they thought that they could. And then two actually people who did the 50 unbroken, not only once, but twice. Oh wow. Like there's four or five people who did that twice this morning. Amy did fifty unbroken for the first time ever. Michelle Maloney did forty and nine months ago pre open her biggest set of wall balls consistently was eight. And now she's doing forty in the middle of a workout. Like the way people have got good at wall balls is insane. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think it's a nice little challenge. So I'm looking forward to doing that one later. So let's move on then. We're gonna talk talk about an event coming up. 
and it's a bit of a unique one again. Julian, you're going to tell us a bit more about this. You announced it yesterday. It's isn't yes. it yesterday? Yeah. And it's in Nace, and you're going to do a fundamental course. Yes, this, I cannot wait. This gives me nostalgia. Really? Because, yeah, because for the first few years of the gym being open, mm. this is how everyone would enter the gym. You yeah, a lot a lot of gyms do them, um, and we and we haven't since I started here. And it's something I kind of, I had a few people kind of in and around Nace mention it. They're like, you know, there's a couple of people that I know that would like to join, but they're terrified, and they just they don't know how to get into it. As much as you can do a trial class, will get you through everything. It is, it's still that intimidating. I'm going to a CrossFit class, and I've never done CrossFit before. So I think the fundamentals is um the whole idea of it is that. So I'm going to be coaching it uh, three days a week. So it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It'll be seven forty-five to eight thirty. So it's only a forty-five minute session, and the whole idea is that if you've never been inside a gym before you can do it and i'm going to show you everything that you need to know that when you finish the four weeks you're so well equipped to jump into a class that's the whole point of it is by the end of the four weeks you're doing crossfit classes that's what we want from it yeah. um, so you're gonna you're gonna teach the fundamentals of the, the different movements yeah, basically yeah so starting from the most basic and then moving up as the weeks go on um, and yeah, yeah, but yeah. i just think getting because it'll be an entirely new group and everybody will be at the same level i'm really looking forward to that just seeing like the group grow together as well yeah. Is, uh, yeah yeah it's cool and like we still have members who will say to me oh i actually did my fundamentals with that person over there and they're still both members yeah but they will still remember that first month of mm -hmm. being in the group together and, and kind of like everybody's in the same boat yeah like we're all yeah, shit yeah. ourselves but uh here we are we're we're doing the thing mm -hmm. um yeah so it's a very cool idea and i think when you when you brought it up my initial thing was oh like we don't do that anymore for like with lots of good reasons for not doing it yeah but then um it became very clear to me like there's a clear rationale for it's a way in for some people mm -hmm. and other people can still join in january like not sure that way can just go oh, yeah, through absolutely, free trial yeah. but this is for people who feel like they would like an extra layer before they actually mm -hmm. jump into the full classes yeah very cool okay so when's that starting start of january uh 15th of january because i'm away the week before so <laughs> i, I want to start it and do the whole thing so it's 15th january for four weeks monday wednesday friday evening yeah so if you know anyone in the area who is interested but has been like kind of a bit reluctant to yeah, get going yeah, it yeah. might be the like here this is a way to start mm -hmm. and it's a reduced price and everything yeah. so uh, and also so we've uh we put a post out yesterday on the boo and nace instagram if you're listening and live near nace or newbridge and could share the post as well that would be a really big help to us oh yeah that's yeah. a good shout yeah yeah okay brilliant okay so let's shift gears we're going to get into our main topic today and this is an interesting one we've been talking about this for a few weeks saying would be really nice to talk about this it's an element of the gym it's an element of the community that happens all the time and it, and it kind of uh it serves this need for some people and it's talking about friendship and making new friends and as an adult the challenges associated with that but also trying to understand it a bit because it's such a hugely important part of life and it becomes more and more difficult the older we get i think as we get into adulthood and it's almost people give up on it i think so um, i thought it would be nice for us to just even open a conversation about it it might be something that we talk about again so I thought we might start off with the general question of, for you, like what constitutes a friend? James, want to give us a... This is a toughie. Um, and this has been... We mentioned this like a month ago. It's been on the list. Like, should we talk about it this week? No. So it's been kind of percolating in the back of my head. And my initial gut reaction was like, 
whenever we spoke about it was like how many friends do you have and I was like oh, maybe two that was my initial thing but I think for me in my head I definitely have layers of friendship I have like my core people who like I have Luke who's been my best friend's friend for like 20 something years now We're like he's my friend he's the one who's really cute and then I have other people underneath that at like at different levels so very generally a friend for me is someone that I connect with when I don't have to oh yeah okay that's nice yeah Which, so where I'm like I want to go talk to that yeah, person so it's just a choice yeah yeah that's a pretty nice way of yeah. putting it and it it broadens it right out doesn't it like it, it doesn't have to meet some really high bar yeah. of they need to be this this and this and this it's like well if I want to go if if I've got free time yeah I don't have to do anything but I choose to yeah oh I like that okay I think I'm gonna steal that that's good <laughs> what about you Julian have you got anything any thoughts on that I actually feel like that was a really good description. I'm kind of raging. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, because like say through like through the gyms, I've worked in a few of them. Like I know so many people, and I'm friendly with so many people. But for me, I think somebody for me to be like, right, that person is my friend. It's the the connecting with somebody when you don't have to is a big one. Like people that I would meet actively go and meet up with. But I think outside of that it's somebody that you can trust and that you share things you don't have to with them like there's a lot of people that I'll have really really good conversations with but we mightn't get into my dating life and what a fucking disaster that can be sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know and I'm like but there's a certain collective group of people where I'm like I can tell them anything at all and I'm like I trust them with that and I know like we can have these back and forth conversations and it's kind of it's it's that for me it's a bit of a trust thing yeah it's integral to it isn't it um I, i've also was thinking about this there's probably that initial gut reaction like we said the person who is really important to us who if there's a disaster we go to them or if there's something to really celebrate or something they're the person you go to tell but then you know it makes me think there's lots of people in my life who i'd say are friends but they probably wouldn't call me if something bad happened and I wouldn't call them if something bad happened they wouldn't be that they wouldn't fulfill that role for yeah. me but they're definitely friends of mine yeah do, do you know what I'm saying yeah. so I think it's um, that type of friend who is the real core friend who you can trust who you can really go to with everything such an important role yeah. but I think um, what if we just narrowly define it as that we can end up closing ourselves off to all sorts of relationships that mm -hmm. are really valuable and I heard a, a discussion, another discussion about um, this was an American guy who was talking about friendship and they seem to have a very different attitude towards friendship. He was saying that he has friends who he's just met in an airport and they have a conversation and then they might stay connected somehow and they might never even see each other again, but they might send messages to each other and just check in. He said, like, in America, that's kind of normal, whereas in Europe, it's so that's so bizarre for us because mm -hmm. we're so reserved about it. We don't share as much. We're not as open to it. And I think if we're, um, he, he's he described a friend as someone who, um, it's a state of becoming. So you're becoming a friend, and you're becoming who you are. And a friend is the person who is helping you become who you are. Okay. Which was a bit more of a profound thing, I thought. 
so it's someone who is willing to challenge you a bit maybe or someone who can support you in a transition or a change or someone who just makes you think and who is behind you and i thought that was a nice thing because like i think i've got friends who live abroad who i've met maybe three four years ago who i've spent a few weeks with tops accumulatively like through like when we ran filthy 150 the sanctional there was other event owners who i clicked with and we ended up they come out they ended up coming to ireland staying with us we would go over and visit them we would go to events together and really you know connect with them we'd stay in touch but at the same time you might not speak for a year or 18 months or something so would you class that as a friend or an acquaintance and, and i think this is where for me i would be reluctant to say oh they're a friend right yeah but then at the end of the day if someone said oh here you know alexi i'll say oh he's a friend of mine for sure and if he rang me tomorrow yeah and he said yeah. here i actually need help i get on a plane no problem to go over to help him do you know what i'm saying yeah so so therefore the the definition as i get older i think the the it's like what james said but the layers it gets broader because i don't want to have that that two friends that they're my friends and everyone else are acquaintances yeah no i get you know what I'm saying? yeah and i think um i think maybe a bit of it is like some say like someone that th like the trust thing is a thing but somebody that you can call for help or will help you no matter what like say i've like i've got a kind of core group of friends from home from like we not a few of us grew up together a few of us were in primary school together but a lot of them would have met in secondary school and there's probably like in the group chat there's probably 10 plus people and i would consider all of them my closest friends my oldest friends and they're the type of people that i might not see them mm -hmm. not from one year to the next we definitely see each other throughout the year but i wouldn't see them as often as say people from the gym people through work that kind of thing but when the chips are down like say i went through a breakup like six months ago the next day the girls are in my house they were yeah, like yeah, dropped yeah. everything they were there it's an amazing you know? thing to have isn't yeah. it it's an amazing thing to have and so important how how are you with making new friends james are you good at it this is yeah this is one of those things where i have a perception of what i'm like and then there's a reality of what i i am actually like then so i always have the perception of the introverted person who wants to spend more time on his own and doesn't want to make new friends because i have enough but then the reality is i i go to events or i work on a gym floor or i started work in a new gym and i connect with people and i'm friendly with them pretty straight off the bat so i think i'm actually pretty good at doing it but i'm very i can be very slow on the uptake with it it's a much more deliberate thing and i see i might be wrong but i see g and how quickly she can become friends with someone i'm like oh that's so cool yeah, it's and a, it's I have a, a superpower. I can't do that. Yeah, it's a real like, <gasps> I have to make an effort to go talk to. I was at an event two weeks ago and I had to like psych myself up to go talk to someone else who was also standing there awkwardly like me. I was like, I'm going to go make this person my friend for the day. And now we still chat like two weeks later. Never met him bef before that day. But it's one of those things that's a real yeah. hard effort. But I think I'm actually okay at it. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. So you think you're getting better at it? I don't think I was ever bad at it. I think I just had a perception yeah. that I was. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not the naturally the loudest person in a group whenever yeah, I'm yeah. in groups. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, yeah. Because I think I have that same perception myself. I'm not good at it. I think it's quite a vulnerable thing to go and make friends, isn't it? You're exposing yourself out to potential rejection. 
Isn't that true? And th- that's the thing. Like that with adult friendships, it's it's like asking someone on a date. You're like, do you want to go for a coffee? <laughs> it's okay if you don't. Like you know what I mean. Like it's like it's that type of a thing. Um, and it's like for me, it's something that. I know what you were saying, like, you're like, oh, I look like I'm really good at it. I wasn't always. It was an active decision for me. And I, I think genuinely it only started the start of last year. Like, I, I would see my, like my life is much different now to what it was, say, coming into 2022. So, like, we had, um, do you remember the goal setting podcast that we, and then we did like a, a three, every three months for maybe two or three quarters. We didn't do the whole year. But uh, I remember one of my big things was, like more adventures, more time yeah. in nature, all of this kind of thing. But I, it wasn't stuff that I would do by myself, that I had to go and find these people that I could do these things with. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to ask people to go. You're going to have to put yourself out there. And it was, I remember at the start being like, what if they say no? Like, you know, because it is, it's a hard thing. Like, um, it, it is a hard thing. And you do, you're putting yourself out there to be, shut down potentially yeah, yeah. or to and and it can be quite embarrassing yeah you can, and you you can you're risking your confidence with these things yeah, as well yeah yeah but it's but it's also there is the risk is part of i think the the signal to the other person that yeah it's important enough to yeah. me to ask which is a cool thing yeah but i think and i think as well so say like if i look back at the last few years because i i just always have had my home friends and we kind of just met through school and that's kind of everyone meets their friends as you you meet in school and then you're just friends and do you, know what, do you know what I was thinking on that right sorry yeah. to interrupt you there's a bit of the school friend thing we're all thrown together yeah like you go to the school that you're brought to and then you're in the class with the people or you're in the neighborhood with the people who are just there mm-hmm. and there's there's very little choice in it there's a bit of choice obviously you click yeah. with some people I think when people leave school they go to college I think a lot of people get that experience of oh now I'm meeting the people who actually have have my shared interest mm-hmm. there's there can be this like new alignment of like oh these people also exist and I actually fit in better here yeah but then, but then I think with the with the school friends because I would see a lot of people leave school and then drift like I'd see like because my hometown like it's small so I'd I'd see friendship groups that would have been very close in secondary school not speak to each other now whereas I think the ones that that go the distance like there has to be an active choice to go and make the plans and do stuff and even if it's every six months or whatever like it's you're like right well these are my people we have to make some time for them and you can also decide to not do that and drift and that's fine as well if they're not your people yeah and i think i think there might be some squeamishness around leaving things behind isn't it like it can feel like a, a really bad thing but i think it's such an important thing to be able to say actually this is no longer makes sense for me yeah. i need to be able to make room for new things or new people in my life mm. And I had to do that with a group of friends who, for, that I grew up with. It, it left a big void, but it also left space. Yeah. And there, there was, it was a hard decision to make. And I was like, I'm not making the time for them. And every time I tried to, it's always awkward. And when we get together, it feels less and less like it makes sense yeah. anymore. I actually need to go and do something else than this. And it was painful. It was, it was difficult. But then it also means that new friends come in. You're like, actually, this is more relevant to who I am now. You know, there's an evolution to it, and it serves you better. It can be a bit, it can feel, sound a bit selfish, but I think you only live once as well. You have to be honest with yourself about it. I think what you were saying there around interests, and then what what immediately sparked in my brain there was like, what are your shared values with these people now? Because I know, like, I I'm still in my 
lads group chat from school as well from we were all what 15 14 whenever we set up our first type of group chat thing i'm still in it and there's a group in the group that meet on a really regular basis and i'm one of the ones that definitely doesn't meet with them very often like i've seen them the past couple of christmases and this christmas i probably won't see them and it's like the gap between me seeing them is getting bigger and bigger and bigger because within the group there's as soon as we come back together we're all 16 again and we're talking about fifa and the girls that we, we were seeing whenever we were 16 and it's all do you remember we did this at school and i'm like i don't care about those things anymore they're not important to me anymore it's like and what i want to talk to the people i want to talk to about is right what are you doing now what are you doing for the future like have you read anything listened to anything how's your training going like i have these values that i'm like i'm kind of a bit fixed in what i want to talk about and if it's too broad away from that or it's going nowhere it's a real circular conversation i'm like oh i don't have the time for this i don't have the energy for this i just don't want to and and there's that that piece of a state of becoming and if you're not becoming anything with the group like if it's stuck somewhere then there's like, well, we're not becoming friends anymore and I'm not becoming anyone new. Yeah. I'm actually going kind of back to an old version of myself. And I know that what happened to me was I could feel that we, none of us were updating our views of each other. Yeah. So people had a view of me when I was 20. And like, <laughs> like I'm a very different person now. And that's some positive and negative views. And you're like, we all need to move on from this or else move on from the relationship altogether. Um, so I think... I think the old friendships, some people do really well with holding them and then they bec- if they can survive that transition, they become really the friends of friends, like Luke for you. So I think it's really important to have them. But then the new the new relationships are harder because there isn't a natural situation where we're thrown into, where friend making is part of the inherent, like schools, It's that's what happens in colleges. It's what happens. Even in sports teams, it happens. But in work, it doesn't necessarily, it's their colleagues, we draw a line yeah what i think it can like i think say for example like there there's an awkward asking someone on a date moment like i i had somebody uh within the last few weeks and so she she trains in sanctuary um and i wouldn't know her very well but she reached out to me on instagram and was like i can i see that you go on lots of hikes and it's something I'd really like to get into, but I'm terrified to go by myself. Is there any chance the next time you're organizing one, you can invite me along? And I thought, I was like, that was just such a fantastic message to get, because I was like, that took balls, like, yes, of yes. steel to send that. And I, I could just imagine me doing that, being like, will I send it, won't I send it? And I just, and like, it's winter, so I actually haven't been on many hikes since. So I'm like, the next time I'm like, as soon as we organize one, I'm going to text her and be like, I just thought that was so brave. And adults yeah, don't cool. do that enough anymore yeah you know? absolutely but you can and yeah, people and are like very receptive you, to it and you you made a big effort to, to ask me to go on that hike last time yeah and i was like oh this is cool I actually yeah. really and i really want to go went had a great morning and there is that like those little those little moments yeah. where you you risk the ask and i think yeah. that's the hard bit but then right if you if you risk it enough if you do it enough times it's i don't even think of it now as a i'm like i'll just ask people and if they say no they say no but like say the likes of like like Claire and Jen would have we've done a lot of those things together and they're two people now where I can text them on a Saturday night where most people will, and it's it's because we have such similar interests where most people will be like oh I might be home over tomorrow I could be like here do you want to get up tomorrow morning which is a Sunday which is everyone's day off at six in the morning and go watch sunrise and they're like yeah no problem but yeah, like 
and if they're if they're not free i'm like they're genuinely just not free and it's fine yeah yeah it can become more but, casual yeah. much easier yeah, yeah 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 so so last thing on this then i want to get into which is the the whole messy business of maintaining friendships because there is work to be done right like we can't just take it for granted we have to put work into it put effort put time aside so i'm wondering um what do you think are the duties or the obligations of friendship what are the things we need to do as this conversation's gone on i've started thinking about more and more different things there's a a girl i live with at university who i haven't seen since we left uni at 2013 i haven't seen her since 2015 and we just started chatting casually again maybe two months ago and it was just like for a day just a couple of text messages just to check in but we hadn't spoke for maybe two years before that since Paige was born we hadn't spoke because you can see the messages <laughs> it's like oh, this is when it happened I say oh, but I still consider Tasha a friend even though it's two years but there's just like a there's a connection there there's shared experiences there I was like even though we don't talk she lives in Sydney we still have this thing but then with Luke I'm like we talk every week like might be a monday might be a saturday might be the whole week but every week we have some sort of interaction even if it's just here look at this work i did today that was horrible you should go try it and there's that so i have different probably it goes back to the layers like the 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 closer someone is to my core friendship group where like if shit hits a fan i ring look like that's going to be the first person so i need to maintain regular contact with him if he's in dublin i make sure that i can see him if i'm at home and vice versa whereas with other people it's a bit more like just semi irregular check-ins just to see how's life anything new what's work like any kids all that jazz so it's just little the closer they are, the more frequent the contact points have to mm -hmm. be. And then the further away they are, the less frequent that has to be. But it's all about, I think it's... It's all about the check-in. Yeah, the check-in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know for me, this is a... I, I'm brutal at this. I am brutal. About 10 years ago, I made a decision to say, I'm going all in on this business. Because it was killing me trying to do the work-life balance thing. Fucking murdering me. I was just failing on all fronts. And it was making me less happy as well. And I went, fuck balance, I'm going all in. So uh, having made that decision, I said, I'm gonna be seven days a week and everyone else is gonna suffer as a result, but the business is gonna grow because I need to get it to a point where it's not killing me. I need to get it to over that hump. So I got into that mode and I probably got stuck in that mode. That's probably the truth. And then you don't make room for anybody. And now as a, you know, I'm, I'll be 44 next year. Like I actually can't keep doing like that because I've just become more and more isolated. So I've been trying actively to try and make space. Not easy because I'm busier now than I was back then. <laughs> <laughs> but but at least I'm saying now I need to do it. So for instance, like Donald's a good friend of mine, and Donald like he was training here all the time, and we'd get breakfast regularly. We'd have a lot to connect on, and I would get a lot from it. Then he started working here, and then he started working down the middle of the fucking nowhere he's two hours in the car in the morning in the evening he's no time and it, it became on me to do the nudging i had to be the one who was saying here when you're around here get coffee whenever you want now i know you're busy whenever you want and 
I'm normally on the receiving end of that from four or five people and I'm letting them down all the time. I'm like, fuck, fuck, I can't back, I don't know when to do that. And I'm just ignoring texts everywhere, being a terrible friend. And now I get to be the person who's doing the nudging. And it's like, okay, that's a little shift for me. So that's a duty, I think, of friendship. It's to be the person who does the nudging, but then also has the patience to know that life is busy and no stress if you can't. It's that bit, you know? Yeah, I th- I think with proper friends, that, that patience thing, because I've, what you were saying about the someone you lived with in college, I'm like, there's like one of the girls from college who I'd still consider a very good friend of mine. We could go six to 12 months without speaking and then we'll catch up. Like I'm, I'm trying to think the last time I even saw her was possibly in Belfast. So she lives in Belfast now. It could be, it's definitely over a year ago, but they're like, every time I see her, nothing's changed because we're both very understanding of the fact that people are busy and like you'll catch up and then you'll check in and it's fine but with like say the like what james was saying like the closer they are the more frequently you can make contact the more the friendship grows you know yeah yeah the more you put into it the more you get out of it yeah 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 Yeah. i think that's super important as well yeah yeah and i think there, there is that the people who are who are more in that mode of a frequent social frequent conversation person you can't take it for granted. You gotta be always carving out the time. Yeah, okay, great talking to you about that. That was an interesting chat. And um, we must get into it again. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a few good, I'm, I must go looking into some old podcasts I've listened to about the topic and recommend them because there's there's some really good perspectives on it. Um, I think, is it uh, Reed Hoffman? Do you know Reed Hoffman? Does, uh, he founded LinkedIn, he was part of the PayPal mafia, like he's one of these billionaire people. He's big on friendship and he, talks extensively about it and I think he's going to write a book on it and he was saying that there's endless books about relationships in bookshops but very few on friendships and I think it's probably a really important part of life so be interested to hear if anyone got up from it let's let's move on to some recommendations gee do you want to go first I have two am I allowed to give you two you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. You're going to hate both of them. Excellent. <laughs> uh, that doesn't shock me. Okay, so um, the first, I'm going to go book first. Now, this is a, so it's called What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And oh I, my God. And I brought it in with me because it's such a pretty book and I wanted you to see it. So I'm going to show you that first. Right, look at this. Oh, that isn't, is nice, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it stunning? So a little gold on the outside of it. That is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So what I like, I only picked this up recently again. Um, so it's the type of book, the chapters are, some of the chapters are half a page long, which suits me down to the ground. I'm like, look at me getting chapter to chapter <laughs> without really having to read. Knocking them down. <laughs> so uh, it's the type of book, right? You can open it up on any page. It's You don't need to read it from start to finish. So it's uh, just really like positive. It's basically opening like, so I know this for sure. Like there's stuff about, I read something about friendship in it recently, but all of the things are like little life lessons that she's learned along the way. And she just has really interesting insights into it. I just find if you're looking for a really quick, just positive little nugget, it's brilliant. Um, Actually, you've sold me on that. That actually sounds interesting. I might let you read one of the chapters, (laughs) but only when the half page ones, then you have to give back. But but I'm sure she's had such an interesting life. Yeah, Yeah, some of the stuff like are, phenomenal right so that's my first one is a book i feel like anytime i come on here i have to tell people if i read something (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't happen very often (laughs) and then the second one you're gonna hate this one is a documentary kind of right which sounds positive it's about 
Taylor Swift. <laughs> so uh, I was over the weekend. I th- I think it's on Disney. I could be wrong. I'm nearly sure it was Disney. I watched it on. There's a so there. It's called Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. I think is the name of it. Um. So basically, I just I I was scrolling through looking for something to watch, and I big fan of Taylor Swift. Think she's the best celebrity in the whole world. I think she's so nice. Um. But besides that, I like her music as well. Um. And it's this album she released during lockdown. So the way the album was recorded was she got these two guys to do the music separately so say one was in his bubble wherever he was the other was another place and she was in her studio so all of the pieces of the songs were recorded separately and then pulled together to make the tracks so it was like this big release at the time where it was like nobody was making music people were kind of like you know it's, it's lockdown we're all in our houses we can't do anything um but then once some of the restrictions lifted the three of them came together and recorded it in this place the long pond studio so they recorded the whole album and it goes through so the whole documentary is basically each song right so you basically watching an album being recorded like chapters yeah so there's like they'll have a song and then either before or after i can't remember which they talk about the story behind the song and then it was so i was listening to this whole album which i've listened to before but i never got the insight into why it was actually written and it was some of the songs I was blown away by the message behind them I had to go back and listen to it and I was like Jesus Christ like I just thought it was a nice song and I was li- it was just such a good like feel good kind of interesting take on music and I just I don't know really enjoyed it well I don't know Taylor Swift is an interesting one because I, I don't genuinely don't think I'd, I'd know one of her songs like if you heard so, it you would you no just, if I heard it yeah, I would yeah, I'd yeah. be like I know that but I don't I couldn't tell you a Taylor Swift song I like I have no idea but I do remember the moment where she went from like a pop person to she released some album and everybody was like, this is actually one of like a genius album. I remember that moment. And I also heard recently that, um, is this correct that she, Going her, out Travis Kelsey, yes, yeah, yeah. Her back out, al- her back catalog of music was sold by uh, like to a venture capital fund. They bought the whole back catalog from the studio. She wanted to buy it from them and they didn't sell it to her. So she's gone back to re-record it all to say fuck you to the venture capital fund and it's really damaged their asset now because they, they don't, they're not making the money on it. Is this the, uh, so I don't, because I... That's that's the only information I have. Okay, so the, the <laughs> information like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask and maybe someone can message me and when I say someone, probably Rachel O'Friel because she's the biggest Taylor Swift fan right. of all time. Um, there's a lot of songs being re-released now and in brackets it says Taylor's version. I presume that's. I assume to do with that's that. what it is. I actually didn't know that. Um, yeah, so I think that that was a cool move, um, and I also think um, I've heard recently that she's being named Person of the Year from Time oh, this year. She? Yeah, I've seen she was in the list, but then Putin was in the list as well. So yeah, so it might be Putin. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. Well, it was Hitler one year, so like Putin's won it before. He won it like he's won it. Six. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He won it before. Yeah, and yeah, because that's not like the best Person of the Year. It's the person who's most most impact on the yeah, world yeah, that year. The, what do you call the Chinese president? He's in it as well. Right. I okay. see that. It blew me away this year at the Times list. But the Swifty thing, I'm like a, a in the middle of the road Swifty fan. I would say I am as well. Yeah. Because I, I would never ever go listen to her songs, but when they're on, I'm like, oh, this is fucking whopper. Mm-hmm. And then what she's doing with the album thing, so they bought the music, which meant she made no music, no money from her own music, which most of her, she wrote the lyrics, she produced the music, like everything. So now she's re-releasing it all and there's a load of other artists that are planning on doing it and she's running that. 
oh, which cool. I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on Spotify, they get like Snoop Dogg came out this week and said for every billion streams from Spotify, he makes forty five grand. <laughs> Which is like forty five grand's fucking deadly, but it's also a like that's billion. a billion streams. Spotify are cleaning up, I think. Spotify are <laughs> rinsing them massively, yeah. And also that Oprah Winfrey book is a whopper. I have that as well. Someone gave it to me a gift a few years ago. Okay. It's very cool. Gee, coming up with the goods this week, huh? There you go. High five. What was the Taylor Swift talk called again? Uh, folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions. Okay. Just because you don't have a mic in front of you as you say that. Um, so, um, James, recommendations. Uh, you just, you, you, you. I was so reluctant to do this this week because I've not watched anything. I've not listened to any interesting podcasts. Like My weekend was filled with watching the rugby. There was three rugby matches in a row on Saturday and Sunday. So that's nine hours of my day gone. Plus I put up a Christmas tree, so that was that. But I am reading, I don't know if I talked about this already, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson the biography sure you can re-recommend it did I recommend it before I don't know if it was our I, chat I, or I think it was just a me and you conversation wasn't it what a fucking human being he was like the stuff that he discovered and drew and painted and everything was phenomenal and the things that there was things that he discovered like the way the heart works the ventricles within that he realized that and then it wasn't until like the early 1900s that people went actually he had a point <laughs> this is how it works <laughs> and he discovered it like in the early 1500s like 1503 or something so 400 years people went nah i don't think that's it literally and then right at the start of the 20th century they went actually we have the stuff now to try and figure out if this works he did the same with dentistry like he doesn't get credit for this because it was never published. Other people published before, or other people published it. Whereas he just wrote it all down. And what I really love about him, he had all these wide interests, and he didn't care if anyone knew that he knew it. He was just like, I just want to know more. And, yeah, and back then it was obviously really weird. Back in the fourteen, fifteen hundreds, like he'd collect cadavers, dead bodies. And he just he'd take one, he'd cut that open, and he'd play with it for like 60 to 90 days until he couldn't stand the smell anymore. Get rid of oh, that. Oh, nice. Bring in another one. Oh, cool. And just keep going. Oh, that sounds like a great book. It's amazing. And in the book, they have photos of some of his works. So, like, he has the detail of, like, the muscles of the arm. And the anatomy that he goes into is actually, like, it looks like a textbook, but he drew it. It was just insane. The talent this guy had was Here, just did you see the Mona Lisa? Have you been to it? Yeah, I've been to it. And I'm like nudging Jill at the minute going, we need to go to, one, Paris to see the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper, but two, back to Florence, because that's where he spent most of his time, and then to Milan, Yeah, because that's where he wanted yeah, to live the most. I've been to Florence twice, and there's some of the stuff around there, which is to get to see uh, with his stuff. But the Mona Lisa, I, don't know, I feel like we've talked about this before, but it blew me away. I was expecting to be underwhelmed, and yeah. I completely knocked my socks off. Small little painting it's of phenomenal. a woman's face. It just was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, a, good. it's not a big painting either. You expect it to be this big and thing. It's, it's like the size of your laptop. And somewhat ordinary, but for some reason, I got captivated. I, it got nailed me to the floor. I stood. It, it felt like for five minutes, just staring. Yeah. Amazing thing. Never forget it. But in the book, like your man Walter, he wrote that Elon Musk book that I recommended as well. But he's 
clearly very excited by Leonardo da Vinci. So he has a little bias in it, but he talks about like letters that people sent to da Vinci complaining that works of art weren't finished. And then the letters that would be sent back via like the people who work for him being like, you don't understand he's, he's trying to do this in a particular kind of way and he'd play with perspective and that was his big thing when it came to paintings and that's the thing about the Mona Lisa it doesn't matter where you stand she's in an arc around the room doesn't matter how close or how far away you are it looks like she's always looking at you yeah. and like yeah her gaze just sucks you no in no one had ever done it before yeah. and people people artists now still can't replicate it to the same degree that he did it it's fucking wild yeah amazing but it's a heavy book and it's really big yeah, I need to take a few months off to read some of these well, fucking it's books. It's taken me... I'm two months I'm reading that now. Anyway, oh, well, so. okay. So two years maybe I need to take <laughs> off. <laughs> I might need the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got two quick ones for you. I went back and watched a movie that I remember 10 years ago. I went to cinema, saw it. And I came out of the cinema and went, oh, I wasn't settled for that movie. I never really let myself enjoy it. And... Um, it would be, I was like, I know that I'd really like it if I rewatched it. So I went and sought it out last weekend, rewatched it. It was deadly. So it's Steven Spielberg's movie, Lincoln, about Abraham Lincoln. It's a, like a long film, two and a half hours, nearly three hours. It's slow, it's oldie worldy, but man, it's good. Why do you love the three hour films? But, Where but, are you getting this time from? Oh, like, this you is, have no time. It's a Saturday night thing. It's a Saturday night thing. And, and I, I think the. It's not the long movies, it's the slow movies. I've realized I'm getting so old. I love something that just creeps along and it's about good conversations between people, the story developing. No, I don't like the action stuff. It's like, what's going to happen here? And it's all the wrestling of the politics. He's trying to get this slavery abolished and it's just pulling the, the, the people together who are going to get it done. Amazing movie, so I'd recommend that. The other one I'd recommend, and this is going to be something that no one's going to be interested in, but I am, so I'm going to recommend it. James, you might actually like it. It's called Road to Le Mans. So this is this is a, a free movie on YouTube. It's an hour and a half. But this is Michael Fassbender. So you know Michael Fassbender, the Irish actor, Irish-German actor? Nope. <laughs> He's recently in that uh, Netflix film. What's the one? The, the Killer. So he's. No, I I actually have heard the name. I just couldn't. I couldn't tell you what he looks so like. So he's a great actor, um, but he he always liked race driving, and he went and Porsche asked him, "Would you like to drive in Le Mans, which is like one of the most important races ever? It's a twenty-four hour race, and he trains for like two years to do it, and they follow him in documentary. His road. He I think he did. I think he did three full seasons, and he's he makes him balls of it all the way through it, and he's absolutely distraught. But he keeps getting back on the horse and tr trying to learn because he's got these pro race drivers who are trying to help him, and he keeps he keeps like making some progress and then letting them down and getting in his own head. And as a study of the psychology of performance, it's unbelievable because you can just see the swirl he's in all the time. But yet the the progress he's making all the way through, and um, like I, I love the whole Porsche racing thing anyway. So that sucked me in. I love the race, but the fast bender aspect makes it really interesting because he's a really charismatic character, and you get to see someone jumping from one field to a whole different one, and have to figure it out. That sounds amazing. It is epic. So it's on have YouTube. It's called Road to Le Mans. Have you ever been to Le Mans? 
that is on my bucket list oh, we did that one year we were doing like a I think we did like three weeks in France for a summer holiday with my folks and we did like Paris Calais and then down to the Loire Valley but we took a detour to go to Le Mans and it was just for me so my mum hated it my sister hated it my dad was like meh whatever but we spent like half a day there it was so cool just standing at the side of the track at 14 like vroom unreal unbelievable phenomenal such a good yeah and, and I think like for that race it's a 24 hour race so it goes on through the night and people camp beside the track so they're like frying their food and having the beers it so gets wild the race bit like are they going really fast for that length of time yeah because there's a few drivers they, like there's two to three I think it's two or three drivers and they swap in and out and they swap every few hours so it's an endurance race it goes on like they're at night with the lights on as well and they're flat out it's so it, it seems just bizarre to me to think of driving as an endurance sport yeah 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 you know? but when you see them how exhausting it is yeah it's unbelievable and you know they can lose a gearbox something go and change it in 45 minutes and still get back in the race because it's such a long time domain so yeah it's a cool thing if you're interested go check it out on youtube gee have you got a shout out for us um i found as you know i found this very difficult because i was like <laughs> i just want to shout out everybody i was like this person this person this person um so my I'm, my first one right i know you said i can't do this i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> So, <laughs> I, of course, I knew you were going to. Anyway. Um, so, right, I so I coach evenings in Nice. Right, we're having a great time at the minute. Place is buzzing. Um, my six thirty class are all relatively new to CrossFit. I say all, it's like upwards of fifty percent of them have probably joined since I started back coaching there four or five months ago. And we were snatching last night. So this is my this is my group shout out. Right, we were snatching last night, and I was looking down the room. And because we haven't snatched much in the last, say, three or four months, so some of these people might have done it twice before, right? And I was watching, and I was like, we so we finished the class on time because I looked down the room, <laughs> and I said it to them all. I was like, lads, you look like a group of seasoned professionals. Like, everybody was just getting it. I've, ne I've never looked across a room and been like, wow. Like, look at them all, my babies, right? <laughs> so that's my, that's my little group shout out. But I'm going to give a shout out, specific one to Victor Ellis from NACE. Trains at 5.30. So Victor has been a member for over a year now. He is somebody who, we have this running joke at the whiteboard where I'll say, I'll finish the brief and I'll say, is anyone any questions? And everyone will turn to Victor. Come on, Victor, ask something. <laughs> and and he, gets, he gets such a slagging, but I love it. He's so interested in every single thing that we do like all of the technique all of the movement quality he just gets it he gets the reason for being there so he's someone he took um he's really really consistent he'd be like four or five days a week he had a few weeks where he had a, a bit going on and he didn't make it into the gym and he's back at it now it was like the first week he struggled through like one class and then he kind of had a few days again and you know you fall off the wagon it's really hard to get back on it but he's back on it now he's in almost every evening and he just his energy and his personality just makes such a difference to the class like it's so good having him back in that you really noticed when he was gone and just like last night when we were snatching I remember him pulling me over before he adds more weight he's like will you take a look at this and I was like, this, I was like, this guy just gets it. Like, he just wants to be coached. He's like the dream. But yeah, Victor, my guy. Okay, well done, Victor. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, lads, we've got some overrated underrated. Okay. Um, this first one, I don't know. 
I just ask who came up with this? Oh. <sighs> so uh, you're going first then, Gillian. Oh, Overrated, underrated. Michael Bublé. <laughs> oh yeah, I've just said the word overrated. Okay. Underrated. I'm definitely overrated. Easiest answer of all time. Right, James, come on, give us the I'm case for. Sorry, I'm really surprised that Gillian said overrated here. Really? Yeah, I thought you'd be all into that. You you just recommended Taylor Swift. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Bublé gets a hard time, but we don't slag Mariah Carey the same way we slag Michael Bublé. We don't slag the Pogues. Like, there's all these Christmas songs that come out once a year, and then we're like, oh, Michael Bublé's coming back out of his bubble. It's like, yeah, of course, because he's a great singer. No one in modern music sings like that anymore. It's very Sinatra-esque. Not Sinatra, but y- you get me. It's very like that. And it's amazing to listen to. And then he's a funny character as well. He's done a few like late-night TV shows in the UK and in the States. Like, I think he gets a really hard time for someone who's just fucking really good at what he does. It's hard to argue with that. You are <laughs> you, you are right about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just find him annoying to look at. I don't know why. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like, I just... It's like he's, like, he's, like, too chirpy or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just have never... Yeah, him. yeah. And my I cynical know, side comes out with this. Like, my cynical side comes out with even this th- so Even though, much. like... Yeah. But it's not the Christmassy thing. It's the contrived fucking awfulness of him it's the smile it's like it's like who is the people who will buy my records now I'm going to sell them a product which is the song I'm going to sing which is the person I'm going to be and I just think it's horrendous but I'm going to stop now because (laughs) I could keep going for an hour this is it right so I have no issue with Christmas songs like I love Christmas and so much so much so i'm trying to filter them into my classes like i i got <laughs> i nearly got stabbed during the 30 minute workout at half five the, the last song i played was mariah carey and i it was 12 men in the room who all stared at me and like what the fuck and i was like guys it's christmas it is christmas but yeah i don't know michael buble i just can't no I've no reason. I, I th- have no real I reason. I thought I was going to lose this one. I thought I was going to be two one down, but we actually won this one, so that's good. Thanks, G. Amazing, amazing. Okay, we got one more. Another Christmas themed one. Oh, I'll go first then. Okay, thank you. Overrated or underrated? Mince pies. Underrated. Okay. Overrated. And I'm going to go overrated as well. Okay, so I'm two for two for two this today. <laughs> Is this Amazing. a thing you can win? Well, uh, this week it is for some okay, reason. Okay, perfect. Okay, just a <laughs> check. Just a check. When I'm winning, it's what's a, like I'm What's win. wrong with mince pies? No, you have to yeah. first. The, like, they just taste... So, what, I, for no other reason, they just taste really nice and you don't get sick of them because... I say this, I haven't <laughs> had a mince pie yet this year. But you <laughs> well, don't... Well, this year, okay, fair. You don't get sick of them because they only come out at Christmas time. So it's like a few weeks where you're like... Oh, little mince pie don't mind if I do and then they're gone and then you forget about them and then they come back and you're like god mince pies are lovely like they're just nice they just taste like nice food and that's enough (laughs) they just taste like nice food there you go well it's hard to argue with that (laughs) as well isn't it (laughs) I I don't really like little bite-sized pies just in general 
and then the the mints that's not like Elaine. So, so the size of it is a problem. Size is an issue. <laughs> I'm not mad on pastry in general. Like, if I I, I, I can I can <laughs> I can take or leave pastry. And then Elaine was telling us this the other day that she only discovered a couple of years ago that it's not real mints in it. Now, I discovered that much earlier on in my life, but that that threw me. So I'm like, I don't want them because they're not what they say they are. So I've always had a bit I, of a... I've had a weird connection with the word as well yeah. because the minced meat thing is not... I didn't think it was minced meat, but I was like, I connected to raw minced yeah. meat from the butchers. And then it affects how it tastes. And I just am like, no, thank you. So it does it. So you're saying you'd prefer, you're like, oh... If mince pies were what they said, if they had minced meat in them, I would like them so no, much. No, more. no, no. No, because they taste fucking awful. No, like, no. If they just if they had a different word for what's yeah, inside them, what is inside them? Do you know what it is? I haven't a clue. It's like and, it's like kind of raisiny. It's, it's, yeah, it's raisiny mystery filling. Yeah. That, that, that it's, tastes it's, it's too mysterious. I can't deal with it. I'm gonna buy a pack so of mince I just pies. Avoid. So I'm gonna buy a pack of mince pies. I'm gonna bring them back, and you're all gonna eat one today my gift to you guys oh sounds like a gift sounds like an aggression <laughs> to me now or and then i'm gonna buy another i'm just gonna buy some pastries i'll put some raw mince meat in it and make you eat them and just see which you prefer come back to me then tell me mince pies are underrated okay on on, on on that on that piece of aggression we'll leave it for another week thanks lads <laughs> <laughs>